Hey, it's Josh here. I just want to take a quick second before we get started to express our gratitude and appreciation to anyone who's listening, whether you're consuming this by download, whether you're listening on our website or following us on Instagram or TikTok, however that is, we thank you. Doing that lets us know, hey, that there's somebody out there. And as long as we're entertaining one person, then it just makes everything worth it. So on behalf of myself and everyone here at Game Rage, thank you. All right, now enjoy the show. Welcome to the Game Rage Music Show. Here we are for Gay Rage Music, episode 11. As always, I'm Josh, and I'm here with Adam. Howdy. And, okay, this is, this is either going to go one of two ways. I'm either going to look like a fucking absolute genius of conspiracy theories, <laughs> or I'm going to look like a fucking complete psychopath like I did on the CUP when I talked about the ice wall, all right? So I don't know which way it's going to go, but... I may have stumbled upon something. We have, we have a few topics to talk about today, but the first I want to get into, let's just go right for it. <laughs> so we talked, uh, I don't know, a few, several episodes back about the Marias and them going from... Uh, Red light management to mic management. To mic management, right? Yes. Okay. So, and then we talked about, about how basically, oh, I wonder what it could have been that made them jump, like to end this relationship with this guy that they've been with for however many years, right? Like, okay. Right. So, do you know who owns Mick Management? Do I know who owns? No, I don't. Okay. So, in my research for one of the other topics we were talking about today, I found in a in a Securities and Exchange Commission filing. Okay, this is not like something that because I googled it because I was like, there's no fucking way this is real. I Googled it, nothing comes up. You look for fucking, there's no Wikipedia page. Everything when you look up McManagement, it, it's just it's just fluff articles, and you look up McManagement owner, it just comes up with the guy who's, you know, like the, the head of it or whatever, right? So in this Securities and Exchange Commission's filing, which the SEC is basically any publicly traded company has to file, you know, statements and stuff with them over time. Uh, well... It turns out that Mick Management is a subsidiary, which the definition of subsidiary is at least 51% owned by this other company, which Mick Management is owned by Live Nation. All right. Oh, so, oh man. <laughs> I, I, shit, shit's already going off in my head, dude. So they're in bed with them. Fucking a dude. Not yeah. They're, they're wholly in bed. Like, and one of the things, and, and we're obviously in this episode, we're going to talk about a lot about live nation. And I fucking went down a rabbit hole. And one of my theories about why the, the Maria's, you know, me being just me being an outsider and just in knowing business and how it works in general. And my theory is that <clears throat> live nation 
or Mick management was like, oh, yeah, we're going to make them an offer they can't fucking refuse. Yeah. And because no independent organization could offer them anywhere near what they likely were able to offer them in terms of money, in terms of access to venues because yeah. because another thing that i found out about live, live nation live nation's the biggest promoter in all the world promoter they own the most venues yeah they own their own they have their own uh management companies that several subsidiaries which this is like just one of them that they have several artists yes that they which i i didn't even know about that one of the things i also found out that they started doing during covid is all of the independent um venues right they were obviously having problems because no one could do shows. That's how you make your money. Okay, fuck, what are you going to do? Well, you're just probably going to go out of business. Well, one of the things that Live Nation did is they went to all of them and said, hey, we will purchase 51% of your organization. We don't want you to tell anybody. We, we don't want this to be public. We, we, we will be the silentest partner for now. Um, you guys continue to operate amongst yourselves as how you would like to do if we tell you basically to do something hey obviously we need you to do it so if we want you to, if you want an artist to get put in here get, do whatever you're going to take care of it for yeah. us so they went around and did this to a lot of fucking venues throughout the whole i don't know about the world but just in the united states alone there have been several venues that they um the three of example that i that i had actually found some proof of was these ones in chicago that i forget what their names are but they were these three like hot independent things that took a hit for covid and then live nation came in and, and basically bought them out yeah and <clears throat> one of the things in 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 finding out about this is like my theory with with live nation in general is okay they were just recently a lawsuit, a class action lawsuit was filed a couple years ago on them regarding them having a monopoly because obviously Live Nation also owns Ticketmaster. Yeah, they so, do. So um, there was this monopoly that basically saying, hey, you guys have this, this, such this grip on the industry that you cannot fucking, like no one can go anywhere else basically. So Live Nation basically got out of it by saying, well, when you bought your ticket, you said you agreed to all of our terms and conditions. And one of the terms and conditions that we have is that you cannot sue us for anything. It must go through private arbitration. So therefore, no one can actually, us the citizen, we cannot, we cannot go after them for having a monopoly. It has to come from the government or whatever, like, like the, the SEC or the DOJ would have to initiate that. Yeah, because, I mean, if it's saying private arbitration, it's like, oh, the, well, the ball's in their court. Like, they get to decide what, they kind of dictate right. what happens. Well, the private arbitration can settle this this problem, but they cannot settle a monopoly issue because they have no authority to say, they could, they could f f uh, settle the differences between the patron and the business, essentially, in terms of, oh, you but, fucked us on prices or whatever, but the, the arbitration can't say, oh, yeah, you're operating a monopoly, so you need to split this up. Like, they have no authority to do that. Yeah. So, but even then, like, <clears throat> you don't think they would grease the wheels of, like, what, right. like a third party, yeah. like, to say, um, you guys are doing some weird shit, but I can't, what are we going to do? Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're going to pay us behind the, you know, whatever, yeah, like and, behind the door. Right. And so, one, one of the things that really, that really got me, like, going on this thing was oh shit they are literally going to basically because they're obviously the number one owner of everything essentially music related they're they're buying all the fucking independent mm -hmm. 
art, uh, independent like uh, management companies. They're buying up all the artists. They're buying up fucking all the venues. And so maybe this is a good segue into the topic of, of them doing this whole thing with these independent artists. But I just, before we jump into that, I just want to get what you're like, what, what is swimming in your head about this specific thing with the, with the Maria's and, and now this, this revelation being that, Hey, it, there's probably no way that fucking red light or whoever was involved with that could have ever fucking competed. Never with that, I mean, with that offer, whatever offer they got. Cause there's no fucking way. I like, don't know, man. Uh, shit. Well, I can't say anything because I was going to get potential intel on this, this, uh, whole falling out situation. Between yeah. The, the management, but I, I'm, I don't want to say anything because then if I actually do get it, then like, I don't want to break. No, no, no. Don't, don't, yeah, you, don't yeah. need, you don't need to say anything, yeah. but, but do you think that this, do you think that they knew that they know that 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 they are actually oh man i'm sure they fucking like i'm sure they're like hey you take the leap with us it's all good from here this is the big time (laughs) it's a big time yeah i mean shit dude that just makes it so much worse um because then it's like from all the memes about like industry plants and shit it, it, it just comes further to fruition because then you're saying that all these venues that are allegedly like independent or thought to be right. independent from that level, from like a grassroots level, from all the way to the top, if they're going to say, hey, I'm going to take this artist and build them up like in this locale with yeah. one of the venues that we own, and then we're just going to have them come up through the Live Nation ranks. Uh, like, right. And just we'll keep. I, I think the way that like building up an artist works is that you kind of build it around your like look well obviously you have social media right like you you take that and then you also add in the like wherever the artist is based and then you just kind of make your rounds for like a couple years and you build up your audience you build but now it's like if you're in within that system it's like i don't want to say it's easy easy mode or whatever but it it kind of is because you're saying that if you're in that circle already then that means your potential for going up is uh, your ceiling is very high. Like, well, yeah, it's it's like when you go when you're if you're like an indie to, to use the wrestling fucking analogy, it's like being an independent wrestler. Yeah, and then finally, okay, you, you're only limited by what you can do locally, and then once you get picked up by the WWE and you get the fucking PR machine or you get whatever that's called the machine behind you, yeah, then your your opportunities are fucking unlimited because you're getting all this money thrown throwing it okay your advertisements your fucking promotions your fu- whatever you're you know you're getting to play bigger venues you're getting to you know get more exposure and whatnot so and for know. all the shit that like anybody would say about uh oh well fuck live nation and all this shit uh for like their ticket prices as a consumer but for artists too to feel like they're getting gypped because the, the at the time they were getting 15 percent of their merch sales taken away from right, them yeah um, but what if they came to you? Like, what if, what if you know, Mick Management, uh, came to an artist? Like, if we were artists, I mean, that's kind of a hard. It's a hard decision not to say no if you're given like guaranteed money, and right, that's the that's kind of like the problem with like a monopoly like that is that you're buying. <laughs> uh, what's the expression? It's like. I'm not selling out. I'm buying in. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I just think it's terrible because you know the more, 
the more venues that they own, they kind of dictate what the prices are for like concerts, right. I think in general. So or at least I think so. I mean, and also maybe the deals might be sweeter with them because they own so much. Like if you perform there, like, yeah, maybe the money's good, but man, it just makes it like so much harder for everybody else. Like the, the smaller independent vintage. They're like, Oh, how are we going to compete with that? Like how the fuck are we going to like, well, you can't, how are we going to give artists like what, what they want? Like we, we believed in them. Like our, the best we can do is give them $3,000 live nations, giving them 10,000 or whatever. Right. Because they can like, and, and it, it's like, fuck dude. Like what do you, what, what could, how do you deal with that? The only thing, like I said, you know how we were kind of talking about this before in like previous episodes. I don't yeah, remember yeah. which one specifically it was. Mm. Is that you get in with people like r- right from the get go, like independent artists. If you're in independent venues, you get in with them right away. Right. Yeah. And it's not like you're trying to come across as like uh, creepy or anything like that. It's like, dude, you got to get in the ground floor with like artists from the get go because then otherwise these. Live Nation is well, just gonna yeah. you're just gonna get absorbed by the Borg or like the machine, which is Live Nation itself. So yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think it's like this is possibly like one of the worst things I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Cause it yeah, dude, like of course of course they would not for a group like that, they're like, okay, how can we go to the next level? This is the next level, dude. This yeah. is there's no there's nothing. This is the highest level. This is the high. Like if whatever they offered him had to have been so fucking good that they're like, oh fuck yeah, we're pretty much set for life at this point. Like yeah, there's nothing. And okay, so one of the things I also found out in in doing this thing was with the way that Live Nation does things. The way okay, so because they also because they own they own venues, they own management companies, they also own merchandise processing companies several of them and so so this whole thing with the okay that's what the side topic was about the 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 money that they're giving they're stopping the 15 percent merch fee only at certain venues though it's not everything it's only certain it's only like maybe 30 of the venues that they own throughout the united states that yeah there's a list yeah yeah there's a list of participating venues is what it says and then one of the things that was that i think is funny is they are basically all that money. So that 15% to the, if you have a, an artist that's represented by a management company that is owned by live nation that maybe you don't necessarily hundred percent know about, but you have, you're playing at venues that are owned by live nation. All right. Then the merchandise that you're selling is being distributed also by live nation. And you know, they're taking cuts out of everything, right? All that money just is going back to the same fucking place. It's <laughs> yeah. back to live nation. And that's it. Yeah. So them saying, Oh yeah, we're going to take away. We're not going to get you that 15%. They're still making that fucking money. It's not. And, and that's the one thing when I heard about that, I'm like, man, there's no way a fucking, corporation of this fucking size yeah like is doing something out of the goodness of their fucking heart such a benevolent uh act such, such a kind act i looked it up the guy who's the ceo of fucking live nation in 2022 he made 139 million dollars that was his salary yeah okay that was that is five thousand times more than any employee that works at fucking live nation all right so if you've got that kind of fucking money that you are obviously you're the head guy you're making that money which i you know hey listen if you're at that top you should be fucking making money worth it right but there's no way that oh yeah man 
we're gonna give them fifteen hundred dollars and uh, for for travel money or whatever or travel expenses. That's what that fifteen hundred dollars is. It says it's for oh, it's for like travel expenses. And I also found out that it's it's in the fine print. It's not actually oh yeah, you're gonna get your money and get this fifteen hundred dollars. It's going to pretty much be your guarantee or the fifteen hundred dollars, whichever is is greater. So oh, like, that that if, is. Fucking awful, right? So if you're if you're fucking, let's say you're fucking, uh, I don't know, your 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 guarantees a thousand dollars. Well, okay, cool. You're gonna get an extra five hundred dollars, but that's it. That's that's what you're getting. And then if you let's say with the merch thing, all right, those venues are are mainly. So I found out there's two different types of venues. There's artists artist seller for merch, and then there's uh, venue seller for merch. Right. So where the venue takes on the responsibility of having the stands they take all your shit it's like at you know like at arenas right or if you go to like oh, right. yeah, a yeah. WWE event you know they have all the people selling shit well those people don't actually work for the WWE they work for the venue yeah so um, <clears throat> if you're an artist seller then you the artist your, your merch guy or whatever is the one that's out there actually fucking selling the shit yeah so I think that yes okay in the instance of where it's an artist sell I think it's harder for a venue to say hey we want 15% because we're giving you a space. Well, eh, you're not actually really doing anything to earn that money. Oh, you're giving us a space that you probably weren't going to utilize for anything anyways. So to me, yes, I think that the artist sell venue should probably, they should, nobody should fucking charge you merchandise fees. That's kind of fucked up. Now, and especially at the, like if, if it's a, uh, I'm assuming an artist venue is artist seller venue is a smaller one anyway. Right, so it's yeah. like, they're not making money to begin with. So like, why are you going to fuck them over? Anyways? Right. Exactly. And so the bigger venue or even venues that have the venue actually doing the selling of your merch for you, I think that's a little more reasonable to say, all right, we, you know, cause you don't have to pay a guy to fucking do that. You don't got to worry about it. It's just funny where, so I think that that's kind of acceptable. That's okay. Hey, you should be able to charge something to, to provide that service if they want it. Yeah. Just, um, just like a, what do you want to call it? Like a tedious logistical thing right. to just set up all that shit that yeah. nobody wants to and do then, anyways. Yeah, right. So, I mean, and then you got to pay some people to do it. So it's like, listen, you're probably making out better by just paying them to do it because... They could probably do it quicker and it's their job. Right, or, well, yeah. they're set up for that and, you know, you don't got to find people locally because who's going to... You're going to travel around with a bunch of... Fu- no, no local band is going to... Or small band is going to travel with a fucking merch team. They're going to be out there after the show selling it themselves, if, if anything. If, if they at, can, at best. yeah. Yeah. So, uh, to me, I think that's okay, but it's just funny how it's like, oh man, you're, you're going to fucking say, oh yeah, we're doing this, this great PR deal. And that's what it is. It's, it's an excellent fucking PR move from a business standpoint, fucking geniuses. Like the live nation is a genius. However, I am starting to look and see that they are becoming the empire. Like that is, that is essentially what is happening here. And I am very much a you know, oh man, fuck the man, like, uh, you know, trying to escape the Matrix. The Matrix is pulling one over on everybody with this fucking whole thing. It is, dude. And, like, I mean, yeah, it is. Because there man. are people, there are, because I, I, again, I went down the rabbit hole. I was looking all this shit on Twitter, looking everything on and, and on social media and just seeing what, what bands that do this are saying. And the majority of them are like, this is a huge W, guys. This is great. But, well, it's not really, it's not, it's not fucking that big of a win. Sure. I guess you're getting a quote-unquote slight concession, but when you read the fine print, they're not doing it for you. They're doing it to make themselves look good. Well, well, so what, what was it uh, that 
you get fifteen hundred dollars guarantee, regardless of what the ticket sales are. Yeah, I guess basically that's what it is. They, they were if you exceed that, then you get your your whatever, right? Yeah, it's versus the guarantee. So like. If you don't make your guarantee, if you don't make the ticket sales, well, you're gonna at least walk away with fifteen hundred dollars for gas and fucking hotel or whatever, and then yeah, you guys can split you. the remainder. And there was a couple people online that I saw on Twitter that said, "Oh, this was the first day that they didn't that that, that they did this that it implemented, and they were one of the first bands that I guess got." I wonder how much this. they juiced well, them. Like here, <laughs> they only made they only got like I think they only got they said, "Oh yeah, and we we got that extra twelve hundred dollars," and I was like, "Wait a minute." I thought it was supposed to be fifteen hundred. Where'd that extra three hundred go? Oh, they're already fucking. They're already fucking taking and doing stuff. So, so it's like, oh man, you guys, oh, here we go. Didn't read the fucking fine print, guys. Like, th- this is this is it. This is this is fucking definitely not going to be well. That's and, not really different from any other venue, though. They're just saying, oh, like, we'll guarantee you fifteen hundred dollars at these venues or whatever, but. I mean, depending on how well you perform as a, as a band, like if people, if you have a draw, there, some talent buyers will yeah. just give you like what your, um, they won't give you your rate, but like you can decide what the guarantee yeah. is, and and then like that's that's your bottom line or whatever, and then obviously if like the thing sells well, you get you get more, you yeah. get more. So it's not, it's <coughs> it's like a weird safety net, I guess maybe, but yeah, it's such a weird, but it's weird the way that they worded it to make it seem like oh we're just giving them a free fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, like, we're, we're such we're so we're so great. We're so kind. We're yeah. so kind. We're live nation. And we're, one of the other like the flip side of it was that there was an additional thing for like the crew, like crew members. They had this thing where they were now there were no I, those details were scarce even on their own thing. I could not fucking find any hard numbers as to what it is that they're actually giving, but. It's, it, it basically does say that, hey, man, there's additional kickbacks for uh, technical crew, for uh, basically the promoter, for anybody who was involved in the behind-the-scenes stuff. There, there's supposedly are, there's some kind of fucking extra kickbacks that you can get now. Again, I don't know what those are. I couldn't find any information about it. I have not reached out to Live Nation because they'll probably just ignore they're me. Like, so. just, yeah, they're going to ignore you. Yeah. <laughs> they're just going to be like, I don't care. Uh, but So it's, it's not even worth fucking doing that. But I am curious to see what it is that they're claiming or what they actually get for that. Because, uh, But again, if you're, doing, if you're at a Live Nation venue, because that's the only places they're doing this at is their venues. So you're doing it at their venue, which is likely going to be a band that is, that is owned by, run by their one of their management companies. And then if you've got... Uh, fucking the promoter is because they have their own promoters and shit. So if it's run by one of their promoters, then it's like all this money is just staying in house and like it's actually not getting put out into the industry proper. With the I guess they're they're claiming to target small up and coming local bands or whatever with that this. they own, but it's the ones that they own <laughs> that are gonna benefit. Yeah, yeah. So I mean. It's kind of Cause funny because, yeah. If well, you and I started fucking Josh and Adam's jerk-off band, right? Yeah. And we said, hey, we're going to go on fucking tour. And we wanted to play at one of these Live Nation like events, let's just say. There's no fucking chance in hell that they'd allow us well, to Well, we wouldn't headline for sure. Like, oh, we just play support. Like, right. if we were a friend or we were a... Yeah, of somebody who was hooked in to the With system. them, like, yeah. Then, then obviously, maybe. yeah. That's the only thing. So, now it makes me wonder, dude, because I don't... So I, I did want to go to a concert on Saturday. It was Pixel Grip. So now it makes me think things. Because uh, <laughs> Pixel Grip played at the Echo or the Echo Plex, like uh-huh. the two, it's it's two venues in one basically. But 
uh, they played at the Echo, and that's one of the venues that was listed as, for Live Nation that was giving the fifty, you know, mm. the fifteen hundred dollars yeah. stipend that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. But shit, it's like I want to know what they're dealing with as far as like who was the promoter for that specific show. Yeah. Like, it would be interesting to see. Okay, well, like I don't know who but, owns who manages Pixel Grip. Are they on the list? Because there's over 300 companies that are subsidiaries on this list. So I, it'd be interesting to see if, oh, are you know, are they associated somehow with one of these <sighs> deals? I don't know. Maybe it's like one of those things where it's like the grounds for them to like see, like, okay, well, let's see how they do at this yeah. level at first, and then well, maybe maybe we'll actually get management for them, like. Uh, we'll we'll uh we'll have somebody scout them first and see how they do at the show and if they do all right then what we'll, because they don't have management right now. Okay, so then that's there you go. There's the end. That could be where they're like, hmm, hmm this is an independent band, yeah, or, or artist. Let's fucking get, let's sink our corporate claws into them. And it does look like they. I'm telling you, dude. And this kind of ties into the episode actually because I I did want to take a portion of like the. Uh, the the podcast or this this specific episode to talk about pixel grip and how they've evolved because i just want to take one song from each album and just kind of show like how how like the quality of their music has gone up like exponentially in my book and uh i don't know man maybe it's just ripe ripe for the picking for live nation to be like (laughs) let's let's get one of our management groups to scoop their ass up and I don't know, man, like their, their social media posts. And one of them had like, uh, it was like them standing in some derelict place and there's all these photographers and they're all posing and shit. And it, it just looked, it looked high quality. And I'm just like, Hmm, things are, things, things are certain getting, they're certainly getting polished around here. I wonder what, hmm. what, what, what's going on. What is a foot here? Uh, and, and maybe that is an indicator of, man, maybe they're already in talks and maybe, uh, maybe a deal is already, or is in the process of being cut. Who the fuck knows? Yeah. What is possibly going on behind the scenes. And one of the things that really fucking, I don't know, man, it makes me sad too is, okay. So in doing this, all this research or whatever, I came across a clip of, uh, I was Billy Corgan and he was on the Joe Rogan podcast. Oh man, dude, Billy and, Corgan. Okay, so I know he's kind of like a fuckwad when it comes to wrestling and shit. Yeah, but yeah. the guy has like really awesome, crass opinions about mu- the music, music industry. Yeah, yeah. And, and and in general, and just the industry and how it's run. And one of the things that he was talking about is how the industry basically fucking pulls like Jedi mind tricks on you all, all the time. Yeah. And he, he was basically saying how. They literally, when he was like, whatever, 21, when they signed their first deal, or 20 or whatever, how old he said he was, he basically signed a deal that locked him in for 14 fucking years or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, they are basically plotting out your entire career arc. And then once you get into the system, they literally are just like, oh, don't worry. We know what to do, Bob. But it's like, no, no, this is all part of their fucking plan. This is how it's supposed – this is your trajectory. And he said, that's why it's so hard to stay relevant or to stay – in the thing because they're telling you hey you guys really need to start you know doing better or whatever and oh but don't worry we know exactly what to do this is what you're gonna change your sound you're gonna you're gonna change this aspect of whatever it is that you do and and he's like fuck man this is how this is how that whole corporate thing changes what you are as an artist and you know because they've got you hooked in yeah i mean because if it was up to them uh, i guess for both parties for like 
Uh, I don't know who owns the masters to Smashing Pumpkins music. Yeah. But I think they know what's going to make money as far as like music goes. Right. But if Billy Corgan wanted to make music that he wanted, which he's doing now, like I don't know if it would be as popular because it's sure. all, it's kind of it's kind of obvious yeah. like that it, the music hasn't evolved well, or whatever. Well, not not that it's not evolved or whatever. It's definitely changed. Um, he's making the music that he wants, mm-hmm. and you know it's a very there's two sides. There's people that dig Smashing Pumpkins for what the Smashing Pumpkins are, and there's people they're like, oh, I wish I could still hear like Siamese Siamese uh, Dream or whatever, and. Um, that's what they want. Like that's what that's what like those record labels would want. Is like make me Siamese Dream fucking four times over, yeah. four times over because that's the one that that's what people want. And that's crazy. Like to think that you know for fourteen albums, it's like they own your ass and yeah, uh, like they they're plotting out everything and you're 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 basically a stooge to them or like you're, yeah. you're a patsy for like that whole fucking time right and and then you're locked in you can't go do shit else unless and they... your artistry is lost in the mix because like whatever yeah. whatever drew their attention to you is now out of play it's like now we got to make you a money maker like yeah. all the time so it's now not it it's not it's not about the art itself yeah. anymore it, it literally becomes about the company's bottom line and how you are affecting that because if you're a draw yeah. on that if you're a draw on that bottom line and you're pulling money away from that well fuck man we got to do something here we got to put you into the mainstream we got to make you more we got to get you to sound a little more poppy you got to sound whatever the fuck it is to get this number one hit so that you can fucking go on and make us some goddamn money and at the end of the day, too, they're, the, the artist is still not benefiting. I mean, yeah, sure, they're getting some upfront money or you're getting, you know, you're getting a decent deal. But in the end, in the end, I don't think it is. I don't think it's worth it. It's like they want to get you into the system. And you think as an independent artist, oh, man, this is it. I'm finally going to make it. But then once you get locked in, then if they don't like it, if they don't like something, they can they can tell you exactly what the fuck to do because you're stuck. You can't you can either just refuse and whatever they'll sue you for fucking breach of contract or shit it's it's like working for the man basically you know what's point. fucked is like <clears throat> if you have a lawyer that they gave to you and they're uh, like you don't understand the lingo and right. they're just like tell, they were telling you it's a good thing imagine that dude imagine yeah. you're courted by this person and it, you like do your own research and it turns out like that lawyer is tied to like pretty much like all of Live Nation's network. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a fucking great deal. Oh, yeah. All you guys, this blo- yeah. And then it turns out like you just got like a shit deal that you didn't even know it. So like, yeah, that how fucked would that be is <sighs> if you're starting out and like you you get recognized by Live Nation and you get picked up by one of their manager groups and like the lawyers juicing you up. He's like, oh, man, this is great. Yeah, man. He's is like, it- I read this deal. You guys, this is some good shit, you guys. And yeah. meanwhile, he's getting kickbacks from Live Nation, every fucking band that he gets yeah. to sign fucking deals or whatever, yeah. which I'm sure happens because you know they're like oh don't worry we got our we got a lawyer here that you know he he'll, he'll take, take care, care of you yeah. and then he, yeah he's just gonna tell you what you want to hear yeah. so that you sign the fucking documents and then that's a wrap like yeah that, and, and that's that sucks man that is just and that's what's fucked too is it, that's what it's going to and this is where i think that their plan their evil empire plan is genius because they will put out a business if they start picking up all these hot acts they will put out of business the pretty much smaller, everybody. Yeah, the, no one can compete with them. Everybody because, that is involved in management will feel like they can't compete against them. Anybody yeah. that is like a well, even the venues, any independent. Yeah, if they buy up all the fucking venues or have the majority of the venues, where are you going to go play? If, yeah, because if, if you're at a Live Nation, if you want to go play at a Live Nation owned thing, 
shit and they and you you fucked it or told them hey man we're not fucking down with you guys and we don't want to fucking like sign with you yeah well they're gonna make sure you don't get to play at any other fucking venues they're gonna put the squeeze to you yeah the blacklist because then because then maybe you'll come around and go hey you know what maybe live nation's not so bad after all maybe we should sign with you guys and then the door all of a sudden magically reopens because they own your ass now so but but now they're probably going to give you less of what you oh yeah you're you're worth like yeah you fucking pissed them off so now you're they're going to give you a shittier deal yeah but yeah it's like that's where i that's where i kind of see this going that's that's where now i'm yes this is speculation and conspiracy theory but lining up the facts and the information kind of leads me to these conclusions that this is what their aim is is to put everyone out of business so that they can then just basically be well if there's no one left it's like it's like microsoft with fucking you know buying up all the fucking game fucking companies or whatever games well if there's no one left then hey sony who are you guys gonna hire to fucking make your games oh i'm sorry you got to make your own shitty games in-house oh man that really sucks damn yeah like that that's what and then eventually sony just goes you know what fuck it it's not even worth it which is what they're kind of considering right now they're just saying fuck it it might not even be worth it to even continue making the playstation which musically the equivalent of that could just be well independent artists are just gonna or other independent management companies just go ah fuck it's just not even worth it to even fucking continue doing this because uh we can't get anybody because as soon as we sign somebody oh man as soon as their contract's up with us oh they go on they, fucking go, some live yeah, they get yeah, scooped yeah. up by live nation somebody because we the independent management company got them famous or a little bit got them some hype now they're gone which which just was which says just as much about artists that you're like, oh man, nobody looks at us, nobody pays attention to us, and then as soon as somebody gives us gives them the slightest bit of attention, they flee from the people that were ride or die for them, yep. like for day one or whatever. Yeah. Like whether that's management or maybe it's their own personal crew that helps them set up shit at their shows or yeah, yeah. whatever it might be. I mean, shit, they're they're just as much responsible for that shit happening as like you know Live Nation is. I mean, if they buy into it, then. Fuck man, fuck them too. <laughs> yeah, and I mean that's one of the th- yeah I agree, and that's one of the things too that that it's like hey man, if you start out at the bottom and you had like you said those rider dies, fuck man, take them with you. Be like build them into the deal. You know it, yeah, if it makes you a little less money, whatever. It, if you're gonna sell out, at least sell out to help your fucking the, your, the your homies. Who, yeah, the, the homies that got you there. Essentially. Yeah. Um, that would be where I would say, okay, selling out might not be so bad. I mean, yeah, it's going to suck, but hey, if you can make some money and help the homies, help them have a comfortable living as well, yeah. fuck it, guys, why not? Let's just fucking do it. But I mean, I know management contracts have something like that where if you know they end up cutting the relationship between the two that yeah. they could still earn money for like a set period of time or something right afterwards yeah. so there is kind of that i guess but i don't know man like how how, how could you go with here's, somebody else like, i agree man well here's the other thing okay so you talked about you know lawyers and shit right i'm sure that live nation has a fucking fleet of, of attorneys firms, yeah of dude. law firms that are specialists at picking apart little fucking things in the contract that it's like oh well instead of putting and you put or so that voids this entire fucking thing so guess what now you don't get any money from them and you can go fuck yourself which i'm i'm sure that's happened i'm sure that's or if it hasn't happened i'm sure it will fucking soon enough dude how would you even like as an artist how would you even find a lawyer that you could trust yeah trust like just because i mean I can't. I can't assume that every lawyer, any every entertainment lawyer or whatever artist lawyer, whatever the fuck they're called in Los Angeles, is owned by Live Nation. But right. like, 
if you don't do your homework, do you like you're, well, you're setting yourself up for like yeah, pos- and, potential well, disaster? You are, and 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 with that, and even if you're trying to do your homework on a management company, like it's not readily easily available. This was something that I discovered by accident because yeah. I just happened to look at because I I was looking for sources and I'm like, oh shit, the SEC published this fucking filing of all their subsidiaries. Oh, I'm just curious to see what's in there, and I was like, wait a minute, this fucking this looks familiar. You know what I also hate is I was trying to look for information about who mixed. Um, I know this doesn't have anything to do. Oh, yeah. it, it, it's kind of like tangentially related. Yeah. But I was trying to find out who mixed uh, an artist like song. Right. Okay. And that's not information that you can easily find. find like find. I tried looking in the credits for Spotify, like it shows who produced it, but not who mix and master, like who the specific person is. And, um, I'm just like, fuck man, even like trying to understand the industry itself, like you have to be in it and somebody has to, it's like the Freemasons, dude. You have to be like grandfathered in by somebody else to, to, uh, receive all the benefits themselves. Cause I mean, shit, dude, there's this girl named Rachel Stewart. Her artist name is Sedona. Okay. I would love to fucking sit. I know she's not going to give me the answers that I want, but yeah, yeah. I, we, <laughs> I was working for somebody yeah. that brought her in as like a consultant because they thought what she was doing was like valuable. Like I was the uh-huh. one that recommended this person to my boss. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, I wanted to speak to her personally, and that didn't happen because I ended up leaving or whatever. But um, one of the things I wanted to ask her was like, hey, you know, you have like 8,000 followers on Instagram and you have very little, you have very little following on Spotify itself. Like your monthly listeners are kind of low. I mean, not that I would be taking her jab at her directly or anything. I mean, I, I think she makes great music. I think she was, she's one of those artists that I think is like on her way to bigger and better things. But what I want to fucking know is, like, how did somebody like her get placed on two different, like, TV syncs? Like, her music got plugged on uh, MTV or whatever. Uh-huh. I was like, you don't have that much of a following. Or, you you are in the system. I know you are. Tell yeah. me how you got your music plugged on MTV. But she's not going to give me that answer. No, no, definitely not. So, like, that's what I hate about when you talk to people within the industry is nobody's going to give you a direct answer. Like I've been posting stuff about like people within the music industry. Yeah. Like last night. I mean, I don't have a problem saying this cause I don't give a fuck, but <laughs> last night I was saying, uh, two or three weeks ago, I went to this poster art festival and there's two people. One of them is Gallo Galvan and the other one is Rachel bowl. Yeah, yeah. I know they work for golden voice and golden voice is the people, they uh they run Coachella or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I did not hesitate. This doesn't benefit me in any way. I don't really give a shit. But I talked to that dude Gallo. I'm like, hey, there's an artist you gotta pay attention to. Her name is Jacotine. I think she's yeah, yeah, she's on par with, you know, Amy Winehouse and Adele. I think I think you gotta pay attention to her. And I did that because I don't know what's going to happen from that, but I just told I the guy trusts my opinion. I said, "Hey, this is something you need to pay attention to." Yeah, yeah. My hope is that she actually does make it to Coachella, and it's by word of mouth that 
she everybody's like, oh, Jacquatine, Jacquatine. Who, yeah, who yeah. the fuck is this Jacquatine? But I started with him because I just don't know what it, what's going to happen, dude. And that's how it happens. Like, and I I said that on on Instagram, and I have no problem saying that because this is how it works, dude. You recommend people, yeah. And, and but for me to ask somebody else, like for me to talk to these these people, like maybe not these people specifically, like Gallo and Rachel, because they're both really cool. But if I were to go somewhere else and ask these questions, like, hey, how do you get your artist plugged yeah. into TV? shit or like stuff like that nobody is gonna give me an answer on how that shit works dude like i i guarantee you so i don't know man like when you're talking about like all these the information that is um is not readily available to people do it's like i and 100 percent. i i feel like it's by design yeah like it is it is completely on purpose that you cannot find out the type of information that to see where the connections are yeah because they don't want you to know, and and also I think I went to the I went to the Mick Management website, mm-hmm. and all it is is a picture of a face or something, or maybe it, it wasn't yeah. anything. Like right, yeah. there's no links to who the specific managers are, like who's the head of the company, who's all that shit. None of it's none of it's on there. So that's like that's for them to know and you to fucking find out. Or if somebody's like one of their artists is. One of, one of their managers is looking for you. They'll come and oh, find, they'll find you. They'll, they'll find you. You don't get but, to call them. Yeah, we'll, we'll, they'll call you. We'll, yeah, so one of those type deals. That that's how I feel like the music industry is. Is like you got to be in the fucking. You got to be in it to know. Yeah, well, and even looking at like um, okay, so, like Cosmica, right? I looked at them just because you know I was just curious to see. I got I got I chewed gum and now it dissolves in my mouth oh, and it just Jesus. there's like this awful flavor. So if I if I stopped uh, talking for like a few seconds, <laughs> like because he got up. All yeah, right. I, yeah. Well, anyways, uh, I, you know, I looked up Cosmica because I was just curious to see what other bands that they had or whatever. And same thing with the Red Light, and. Listed on their websites, those websites have actual information on them. You can see who the people are, who their managers are. They, they they have like profiles or whatever, or at least their names in like a contact email or whatever for them. And then you've got, um, you know, they only had like maybe four or five other bands in total on their actual website, artists on their website that they yeah they have, have management, they have a, they have a la- they have right they actually have a record label, uh, and they have their management right and that's what i'm saying so like they had like whatever five so it's like okay cool i can go see who the fucks they got on there i can go you know figure out information i can look their shit up and it's it's readily available because hey it's like they want you to know because it's like oh but when you go to these other things that are like you said you got to be in the goddamn free you got to be a 33rd degree oh, wait, freemason hold on I think Mick Management does have a website because that's how I found out they were on the Marias. But it was some other management that they just had info at X management. I don't know what the management was. But, like, that's how most of those fucking websites are, dude. Like, even Jocko Teen's, like, management. You look on, like, Noise Group or whatever. Uh It's just, like, uh, television, like, white noise or something. (laughs) And it just says, like, the the email or whatever. There's nothing else available. Yeah. So it's just, I don't know if that's just kind of like a meme, like, between all the management groups that they're so cool that they only like, you know, it's like Hyperwolf, dude, like right, Hyperwolf yeah, is a dispensary. They're so cool that they only need to mention their name and people and like, like, they just know. Oh yeah. 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 You, you gotta I know. I hate that shit, man. But yeah. And, and like I said, at least within, it seems like the music industry, it's very much 
everything is kept close to the vest. It's like these are goddamn state secrets with how this Nuclear shit happens. Secrets, yeah. yeah. And and we cannot let anyone who is an outsider who hasn't been approved by the fucking system and given the fucking, you know, the right of passage or, or whatever it is. Unless you yeah, like if you if you're an artist, like a rising artist and you're a quick one, like people will come out of the woodworks to find you or whatever, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Or if you have value in some way, people will come to you and find you. Right, yeah. I mean, it's like it's like with this, right? Oh, so somebody could fucking come in and want to fucking oh yeah hey hey we want to fucking put your thing on our show because we we see value here but oh if they don't see value in it and they don't see how how they can make money they're not going to give a fuck even if we reached out to them they're not going to give a fuck which hey that's fine again i don't i don't want to be in the system because i want to be able to do what i want to do and have these kind of conversations because if if we were in the system we wouldn't be able to talk about this they'd be like hey man you guys can't air that episode that's 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 some that's some secret information you can't be giving out that uh, yeah. we don't want people to know about. So you know I don't know it's fu- and it, but it's fucked because then you just think about man okay you sell out you get to fucking have that money and be controlled or fuck you get to maybe just barely make it but then you get to do whatever the fuck you want to do and no one can say otherwise you can you can do whatever you want however you feel like that day oh man here we go we can let's take it a new direction let's go here let's go there yeah you know nobody's uh curating what it is that the content that you're creating essentially and that's the back, back to kind of what i was saying earlier that's the sad thing that i think sucks for some of these artists that they get maybe promised the world and then maybe it's, I mean, and I'm sure that's how it is throughout the whole, well, that's how it is in every fucking industry, not just music, but they get fucking promised the world. And then all of a sudden it's just kind of like, ah, well, it didn't exactly work out that way. So you're not going to get this. You're not going to get that, but you know, you're still going to minimally make what was minimally guaranteed as part of your contract. You know, you're still going to get the bare minimum. Don't worry about it. But, uh, yeah, we're not going to put any more resources behind you guys anymore. Cause, uh, we don't see this as being viable. Yeah. It's like, let's be called shelved or whatever. Yeah. Uh, uh, where you just, they're like, well, we don't know what to do with you, but uh, we still own your music if if it ends up becoming popular later. <laughs> like, they're like real, real, you know, uh, like fine print voice where like they read the, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You it's know, all quick. Real, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, shit, you're, uh, you're not as popular as you thought we we're going to be, but we still own your music. And if it goes, if it blows up, then we still own it. So, uh, and, and you, we still make all the money. And uh, <laughs> maybe we'll let you do some touring and you can make a little money doing that. Yeah, but that's about it. Go fuck yeah, yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Well, that was that was pretty that was pretty fruitful. I mean, oh dude, yeah, that was very fruitful. We we just went for like forty five fucking minutes on that. So oh cool, yeah, that was fruitful as fuck. But uh, well, what else did you do? Uh, you got anything else to try to round this up to an hour? I mean, uh, yeah, I I did want to talk about Pixel. Grip, oh yeah, 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 that's right. Uh, and uh, the Jocko watch. Uh, oh shit, yeah. I mean, it's not like. It's not like there has been anything interesting going on, but she released that song, and I've been actually surprised that it hasn't been as well received as like her other mm-hmm. release. It she still has like the same. She hasn't hit a new peak yet. It's it's in the ballpark of like a hundred thousand follower monthly, hundred month, hundred hundred thousand monthly listeners. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to like 110,000 or whatever. It's somewhere around there. It hasn't like hit a new peak. And I think her peak was like 130 something. Okay. 130,000 monthly listeners. So I don't know. I'm just maybe, maybe the honeymoon phase is a little bit over. Yeah. Okay. But uh, I think if anything, it's like she's got to give us like a real fucking like release at some point, like a yeah. real studio release. Don't know no more demos. I mean, it is cool to hear so, like I'm not gonna lie. When 
artists come out with like six or seven different versions of a song, like different mixes. I think it is kind of cool because, you know, you never know which one is going to hit anyways. Yeah. And, you know, when you put out an album or a single or whatever, and you're saying this is the best version of the song, like, what, what if it isn't? Like, what if you have... That's true. So it's like, if you have six different versions, you you might hit on every single one of them because people like the different... They might like one or they they might not they might not like the others. So I think that's cool. But with this, it's I don't want to say it's strange, but it is slightly uh, just because we haven't gotten like an official fucking song that isn't like a demo. Right. Yeah, yeah. No voices in the fucking background or any weird shit like that. Like, I, I want something. I want the real shit now, dude. Give it to me. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, that that's just kind of like a quick note as far as uh, the Jocko. Jocko watch uh just to just to kind of tie it into the live nation thing uh good or bad if she gets picked up by some fucking live nation management company uh, shit dude well, because they're not just it's not just in the united states there's they own a, the list for international subsidiaries was like another like 200 fucking companies or some shit so i i don't know what the relationship she has with her manager who's also who her producer mm-hmm. but i mean I don't know, dude, because then you also think like, okay, if she's with Sony Music Entertainment and I don't like we don't know if she's done her her record deal and publishing deal with them as well. So maybe they got their own shit, uh, like people they work with for mm, for, for, on, yeah. for an events because she has been featured on festivals. So maybe maybe that was through like the Sony Music Entertainment, like like D- routing or whatever, or whatever yeah. that that she circuits that she was able to do that. But if she were to get into like the live nation circle, man, I guess like, I mean, cool for her, I guess, but also I guess you, you're making a deal with like the fucking devil too. Yeah. I mean, so, it's the same thing, right? Yeah. I, I don't know. Dude. I, I would just, I know we will never fucking get the answer, but I would just love to know the, the details or just generalities of the deal, whatever deal she has, if she, if she has a deal in play, which I'm assuming, I mean, like you said, I'm sure she has some fucking deal going on. I don't know what it is exactly, but I'd love to fucking know what the specific or the specifics. Yes, but I think her hopes. I think the the hopes are high for both uh, both sides because if right out of the gate she is with like the biggest publishing in all of like the music industry, they obviously have like a lot of faith in her. I think they would. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I don't know what the deal is. I think I think she's probably going to get a better deal than most people yeah. like right out of the gate because well i'm sure they they see dollar signs yeah and i'm sure they god i hope that they're not just like oh yeah we're gonna turn her into a mainstream poppity pop punk whatever the fuck it's called and, yeah. and then this is just gonna be fucking hit me baby one more time all over again yeah. guys we're gonna cash in on this shit like i what if they she actually did get a record deal and they're like all right 50 50 split for your royalties like that'd be pretty good because yeah. most of the time it's like it's like what, 80 seven, 85 15 oh, yeah. like it's 85 the record deal 15 for yeah. you you get 15 cents for every every fucking dollar you make yeah and that's like that's fucking that's ass man that that's pretty that's pretty awful so who, who the fuck knows because i i do understand for record labels that this is a business to them and it's like they're providing the grounds for you to make music and shit and they're going to take care of the marketing and like pretty much all that shit. I get it. But those artists, like a lot of artists don't make out being fucking billionaires either. Like most of the times, right? No, they're not. 
They're I mean, definitely not. I mean, shit, if the CEO of fucking Live Nation is making 139 million, or is that what you said? 139 yeah, million? 139 million dollars a year. He obviously is fucking somebody over because, yeah. I mean, who the fuck is making that kind of money without, like, yeah, screwing over somebody, dude? Like, that's the only way you get to make that much money is you have to fuck. Somebody's getting fucked. That's yeah. how that works. It ain't me, though. Yeah, like, it, right. I mean, for him, it isn't. Yeah, no, yeah. it ain't him. He, he ain't getting fucked. Yeah. He's the one doing the fucking. Right? <laughs> yeah. That, the, the, the CEOs of that, that are making hundreds of millions of dollars, they're the ones bending you over. Yeah. And, and you're getting fucked. That's yeah. how that works. And you're, you're going to get your. And that's the other thing. Most you get of these, a pittance. Mo, well, most of these artists aren't even making aren't even millionaires you couldn't even say that they're probably millionaires they're probably uh, maybe they're making 120 maybe maybe a quarter mil you know for some of the some of the higher end like yeah they're, yeah they're probably living comfortably right, right. i mean sure listen ha- quarter million dollars i'd love to make fucking two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year that'd be great but you know just to make some fucking songs and shit like yeah i would love to do that but i mean so they're looking at it as well it's either make 250 or eh, Maybe I could get lucky and clear, you know, 60 and, and live a, a, a menial life lifestyle and still get to do what I want or yeah. eh, sell out a little bit and make a, you know, make a decent living. Yeah. Like that's, you know, and that's what's attractive. And I mean, cause shit as when you're like 18 to 20 or whatever, or 21 and you're in that zone of like, nah, man, fuck the man, all that stuff. <clears throat> I get it definitely being like, nope, not don't, don't care about that. I'll, I can live off of 35 grand a year. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you know, as you get older, when you get into your mid twenties or your thirties and you end up, you know, maybe you get married and you have a kid. Well, then you're like, oh, fuck man. Like, you know, that, 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 that $250,000 a year sounds is looking, pretty good to me. Pretty fucking nice. And, uh, I just have to say some nice things about the government in my songs instead of saying, fuck the government. Mm, yeah. I think I could do that, you know? Yeah. So I don't know, man. It's yeah. Fucking crazy. Do we, do we get everything out of this, uh, this topic? Mm, yeah, maybe. Um, unless, unless you had something else to say. I don't know. I just, I just think it's fucked. And, uh, I don't think that there is, I don't know that there is a right answer. I mean, the right answer is probably take the money. Well, yeah. <laughs> fucking take the money and run. Uh, but, uh, the right answer is probably get well, the government involved. Yeah, definitely. But I, I think co- companies need to fucking, they need to peel off a little fucking more. All right. That's what I think the right answer probably is, is, Hey, you know what, CEO? Uh, maybe if you only made uh, fucking you know eighty five million dollars a year, well, you could split up that remaining fucking sixty million dollars, and you could just be like, okay, uh, we have three hundred fucking artists plus you know probably thousands or tens of thousands of people that work for us. Oh, cool. We could peel off fucking everybody an extra fucking twenty or thirty grand a year as a bonus or whatever for helping us. Yeah, fucking do whatever. You know what I'm saying? Instead of just being an asshole and just being like, nah, I'm just gonna. She's going to keep all this money or the company itself hoarding all this money worth the company itself as being worth multi billions of dollars and brings in, I think the number was like $11 billion in revenue that they brought in like last year or whatever in 2022. Yeah. And it's like that. This is, this is post pandemic too. So this is like, fuck man, that's probably not even close to what it was pre pandemic. Who knows? Yeah. So it's like, Jesus Christ, you guys are making that much fucking money and Again, what have they been doing with it? Well, they've been going out and buying venues and buying buying artists and buying companies and saying fuck it, we're just going to we're just going to own everything one day. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know what the solution would be. Maybe it's just like <laughs> people go back to doing 
backyard shows and protests, like just Maybe. people doing things in really obscure spaces because they're like, fuck, I don't want to fuck with uh, Live Nation venues at all. And that's the way people would rise up through music is through that but there's always gonna be people willing to pay that fucking five hundred dollars to go see fucking blink rage against the machine just fucking assholes uh just let it go dude like i i know we already had the nostalgia episode but (laughs) fucking let it go dude like they had their time don't feed I feel like I'm being be an asshole by saying this but god damn it like blink 182 had their fucking day and now there's there's still fucking the American dream, dude. They're literally humping it and and into yeah. submission. They're like, oh no, we're you, not done yet. Yeah. You know what? We're gonna do reunion tour in fucking fifteen years from now. It'll be the fiftieth anniversary, and uh. you know what? It'll be a thousand dollars to come and see <laughs> us, and we'll still sing songs about being teenagers and sticking shit up our asses or whatever the fuck they sing about. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 bad. It's bad either way. Yeah. So. so. Support local venues, dude. Fuck, yeah. fuck them, and 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 maybe that's fuck- the solution. Is maybe it's gonna take people, you know, maybe like us or whoever that that want to see these independent things stay independent. And it's gonna take, you know, listen, we don't have a fucking venue, but you know, maybe one day we will have access to one, or maybe one day we will actually have our own venue. Yeah, and we can say, hey, man. As long as you're an independent person, you can come here and fucking do whatever you want. If you're with some, if you're with the man, get fucked. All right, go go to your your fucking the man concert venues. All right, we we cater to a certain type of people. Yeah. Um. But I, but that's the thing too is I don't think people and also risk that. I I'm guess. putting the responsibility on the audience themselves. If you guys don't show up, then don't 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 come, bitch. Yeah. Don't fucking come and say, oh my god, Live Nation is doing this shit again. Oh my god. That is true, because that is you, because guess what? You're still buying it, just like everybody bitches about Disney and doing shit. Well, guess what? You're still paying that $8.99 or $15 or whatever it is now for Disney+, Plus. so I don't want to hear you bitching unless you cancel your subscription and go to some other service that you think is better yeah. or whatever, you know? Fucking, yeah, show up, all right? Don't fucking be an asshole. Yeah, don't be an asshole. So uh, support local venues, support local music or independent artists as well. Although... You know, when they when they achieve a certain level, they're not going to they're not going to be shy from getting paid those big dollars when they get to play at, uh, let's say, the fucking uh, what's a venue that Live Nation owns fucking. Oh, yeah, fuck, I don't know. They, uh, they the Novo tell. or some shit, yeah. like, in downtown L.A. or maybe the Hollywood Bowl. I, I don't know if Live Nation owns that, but. You know, some yeah, yeah. some large venue that they own. Yeah, dude. I mean, you can't turn that money down. It's it's so hard to fucking say no to that because you don't know when that money's gonna come again. Like, yeah, you just don't fucking know. So yeah. I get it, but also fuck them, dude. Fuck, yeah. fuck, yeah, fuck, Live Nation, agreed. dude. You know what's crazy too is they own like every House of Blues too. Like, yeah, they yeah, own, they like, do. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I was like, yeah. God damn it, because I was looking at that list and I was like, Jesus Christ, House of Blues, Anaheim, fucking every, literally every one of them. I'm like, Jesus, man, they fucking own all these things. Yeah. And you know, at the now it now it all it all ties together and it all starts to make sense when you when you fucking look at it and it's like, God damn it, they they did it again. Yeah, the I think the probably the uh, the most surprising thing is uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't look into that. I didn't even know Live Nation had management, but it would make sense to, so sense though because they would want to make money at all levels and at all parts of yeah, because they could just keep it in house, dude. Like it's just like you said it. 
uh, every venue they own. They just stuff artists that they are working with, and all, obviously all the the uh, talent agencies or whatever that are working with them. They also get a kickback from all this shit that they do. It's just. It's just the fucking yeah. Live Nation circle jerk. Oh, yeah. Well, one of the things that I also saw, too, I took a screenshot of it, but because it was like, basically, as of 2017, Live Nation and its subsidiaries were managing over 500 different artists. Some of those artists include Alicia Keys. Okay. Uh, Kenny Chesney. Fuck that guy. Uh, Big Sean. Big, <laughs> yeah, Big, yeah. Yeah, why, why fuck Kenny Chesney? What I do don't know. Mean? I just said that. That was just fucking random. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Big Sean. Fucking Christina Aguilera. Okay. The Eagles. The Eagles, yeah. Fucking Coheed and Cambria. I know them. Uh, DJ Khaled. Fucking, they, oh, they own his ass. Fucking Van Halen. Uh, Jewel. Seal. Fucking. Jewel seems kind of random. Yeah, I don't does. think she's been re- like relevant Either since like who the fuck knows? Yeah, who knows? Uh, Lil Uzi Vert. Okay, right, that that's one another makes one, which sense, yeah. makes sense. Megan the Stallion. Yeah, okay. okay. Her Rihanna, Rihanna. Fucking good old Robin Thicke. And then uh, there's a couple other ones on there, but I don't really know who they are. But yeah, like that, those, are, those are like some of the big ones. And it's like, fuck, That's man. it? Well, that was just a list of some of the... I didn't go through the whole thing, but like, yeah, those but are I, the ones that I... Some of the big ones that I fucking recognize. Yeah, I mean, as far as I'm like, sure there's more that I fucking didn't see. Because, again, there's 500 of them. I yeah, didn't, yeah, over yeah. 500. I didn't read the whole thing. But yeah, like, but even then, I'm like, that shit's kind of weak. Like, <laughs> Yeah, sure, it is, but... Because this is like people from back in the well, day. Like, what are they doing? Like, they're cashing in on the nostalgia oh, thing. Oh, yeah, good point. They're yeah. fucking... They're feeding into it. Yeah. Jesus Christ, we just figured out another thing yeah. that they're doing. Yeah. They're brainwashing everybody into staying fucking back in the 1980s or 2000s or whatever the fuck it is. Hey, you guys remember Van Halen? Oh, yeah, we got them. We, we all, got yeah. reunion tour, bitches. Maybe that's why they're doing that is because, oh, hey, they own them. So they're like, fuck it. Let's, let's put them out. Let's put them to work, guys. Yeah. Give them a little cashola. I'm sure they're old and they need... They didn't have... I'm sure they didn't save their retirement money because it went all the fucking you know drugs and alcohol <laughs> so and partying yeah so i'm sure they're like fuck guys we could use a little bit of little, little injection of cash oh yeah you want to go around and play the old shit we played from 40 years ago yeah oh we're down yeah dude get ready to pay ten thousand dollars to, to go see, see fucking van halen yeah, the reunion in, tour in the exclusive live nation fucking uh what, what do they call those sky boxes or whatever oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. catered yeah and everything uh, oh no hosted. actually not catered oh they're not catered you, well i mean when you pay for a sky box you don't get catering unless you actually order it or whatever but it's not included that's what sucks oh, that's dude. bullshit man yeah if you're gonna pay that much for a goddamn skybox, you, you should get include, everything. Yeah, dude. it should be food, drink, all inclusive. Yeah, you know, fuck that. You know what? At our venue, if we have a skybox, well, we're gonna be using it. But if you're gonna pay us fucking ten thousand dollars, you're man, gonna get everything. Yeah, shit. Gonna, we'll have people come and suck your dicks. I mean, fuck. We'll, <laughs> we might do it ourselves. Yeah, I mean, shit for ten grand. I mean, that's that's a good chunk of change yeah, right we'll there. Get, we'll get the good pizza too. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, we'll get you the stuffed crust. All right. Fuck fucking, yeah, dude. Fucking top of the line. Yeah. It's not delivery. It's DiGiorno. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we hit an hour, so uh, you want to do yeah. the pixel grip? Yeah, yeah. Quick? We can do that. Yeah, I'm down. Let's right. do it. All right. So um, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to take a quick. You're not. Yeah, you're not gonna, gonna notice take, anything. Yeah, yeah. You but, won't notice. But yeah, we're, we I have just, to pause to set up the fucking play the playing because I didn't do that. So yeah. Hang on. All right. So stand by. You'll see us back in literally one second. Oh, an instant man. The fucking pausing effect is so great because we we were literally gone for like 20 minutes and then fucking it's to you it was like nothing immediate yeah, so like immediate i was excellent anyways all right so adam wanted to discuss yeah pixel grip uh so they came out with a new song that is just oh man it, it is orgasmic like it yeah, is an, all right it is an audio fucking orgasm and 
to see the evolution from their earliest incarnations of their music to what they are now, yeah, it feels like I I kind of wish I didn't just say all this because I wanted for you to just yeah, yeah. like go in blind and right, see because. Right. It's the sound itself, like the quality of their music has gotten so much fucking better, and I'm just, it just gets me jacked to the tits, I tell you what. Um, what was that song, was it Alpha Pussy, the one we watched the music video for? Yeah. Okay, so, okay, so I, I mean, I know I've heard that, yeah. so I kind of know. Well, I'll play, we'll play another, well, actually, no, it was Demon Chaser. Was that the one? Or, because do we listen to two songs of them? Did we? I don't remember, but I remember that music video. Maybe we video. did, yeah. I feel like it was. Okay. I don't know. All right, whatever. Well, either way, we, all right. I said, we might have. Well, we'll have to do it again because yeah, yeah, we fine. need to refresh yeah, it anyways. Yeah, yeah. So the first song we're gonna play is from their first album, which I forgot the name of. I know it's terrible. Heavy handed is what it's heavy handed, right? Uh, but yeah, one of the cool. singles yeah. was called Diamonds, and this was like the first. This was the song that like drew me in. The rest of the album itself, I was like, this is good, but like Diamonds is definitely like the hit. But I saw the potential, and then they just achieved that potential at, with uh, Arena, their second album. Okay. And I don't know if they have a third album on the way, but this this new single, I'm like, oh shit, this is like. Is it, uh, is it called Bet You Do? Bet You Do, right. Okay, Bet You right. Do. I'm like, this is. Blows everything away. Th- this feels like it's going to cross over to like mainstream, like uh, mainstream attention, I, I suppose. Yeah. Like this, it feels like Rita's vocals like because she kind of sings in this and i don't know how much like confidence she had back then but i I can't say if like she has those uh what do they call it uh what t-pain did with the vocal um the vocal effects that he had like the you don't talk about um i mean it's not like auto-tuning but it's uh yeah it is yeah right it's 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 not it's like something kind of different though but it's like a certain version of auto-tuning right i guess i don't know i think it is auto-tuning itself but i'm not not to say that like rita lucia herself is doing that or maybe she they just made her voice better with like some some vocal effects like Like add on like a modulation or something yeah whatever but (laughs) like her natural singing voice comes out a lot better on this new single and from like back when she was doing diamonds for heavy handed i mean it just it feels like night and day and i do want to play this first song just so we can uh just just so we can get an idea like yeah, yeah. You, you let me know as we maybe afterwards or do you want to talk about it like as we go through um no we can talk about it as we go through all right so i guess the first song we're gonna play is uh diamonds from pixel grip this is from heavy handed the first album all right here we go all right so that was diamonds yeah so that song to me is obviously like the starting point of pixel grip and their journey with music and stuff and you know you kind of gotten a preview of their music with yeah. a few of their songs from their second album. And this certainly feels more on the popish, like, uh, I think it might be like along the lines of synth synthesizer pop or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it, it, that's exactly the, like, I, I am a sucker for that synth synth wave, fucking whatever that, yeah. like that. I, I love that shit. That's yeah. fucking great. Yeah. Which is cool. But like, you see what they were doing back then. It in the sound itself, like the 
whatever synthesizers or whatever machines they're using to create their sound. Not to say it's low quality or anything, but you could tell like this is the beginning of yeah. a band and stuff. And um, and even like they're because you don't really know who you are when you're starting out as a right, band, right? Yeah. Like your identity. And this is just again like the starting point for them. They're figuring things out, and then when you get to arena, they they start leaning into more like the the goth and like club shit like <laughs> like bdsm type of shit because yeah, like yeah. even their visuals kind of resemble that where you know rita's wearing like bondage type right, things yeah, and yeah. i mean it's it's wild so like now let's transition over to listening to a song from um arena i don't know which one we're gonna pick out uh maybe, maybe we'll just like listen to like uh maybe demon chaser again just so we can so according to this thing, their like hottest songs on this album uh, are Alpha Pussy, Club Mania, and Pursuit. Those yeah. are the three that are like, oh, it says you should listen to these. These are like, the yeah. Guys. So okay, so we, so I kind of want to hear something different that I haven't. All heard, right, so. well, Club Mania is pretty good. Like, let's go with Club Mania because that right. one, that one, like that one's not so much on Rita's vocals, like being melodic or whatever. That one's just like. Let's fuck. let's, <laughs> let's fuck. fuck yeah yeah like <laughs> I mean it's got like this really good energy about it it's yeah. like it's intense dude like it, it's a good one it's a good right, one yeah all right all right let's listen to that all right so this will be uh, Club Mania Pixel Grip off of their album Arena all right so that was Club Mania Pixel Grip yeah what what are your thoughts from the previous song that we heard to what you just heard now you can you can tell that they're I feel like that one was definitely hard, like harder. I guess yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't as like poppy and you know, because that first one was in comparison to this. It was that first one you could see was all. Oh, this is a little more poppy, kind of like ah, eh, they're just trying to maybe figure shit out. Yeah, this one. All right, now it seems like they kind of found what they were looking for and they just went hard mm. on it, which you know I like. That's good. Yeah. So uh, you can see that the quality. I would say that the quality of the the vocals and everything it sounds pretty similar mm. um i don't know necessarily that and maybe we'll hear it and again i'm no i'm no audio expert but in doing this shit with the podcast and doing the mute the you know the intros now and, and putting it all together and then figuring out how to mix it correctly where your voice doesn't sound all fucked up and like you know yeah yeah the music doesn't overpower like for the intros for like what frank wants for the anime one yeah you, you know it, to, to kind of figure that out like you can kind of hear it because i know kind of what to do a little bit on yeah. some of those things so you can hear it when it's different yeah so these ones sounded pretty similar in terms of the way it was put together or the way it was like mixed and then the type of quality of i don't want to say instruments but whatever it is that they're using to generate the the actual sounds themselves that sounds pretty fucking similar mm. so we'll see if i can hear a difference on the, the next one all right well i guess for me what i see is the there's like there's like this style that rita has right there's like this stoic delivery yeah where she's like uh, uh, right uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and i I don't know if that's just kind of playing into like the genre itself or like it's kind of cool to talk in a monotone delivery. Right. And then there are times where she does actually sing and stuff. But um, it's like for me, it's like the structure. Well, at least for this particular song, it's the structure of the song because, um, I, you know, I really enjoy Diamonds, but this one has like a hard, yeah. hard beat. And hard, you're like, yeah. fuck, yeah. And then and then, you know, you have that in lockstep with like the lyrics. The lyrics are the way they are uh 
delivered is in cadence with right. the yeah i like that, that which is cool awesome. like yeah. it's beautiful and then it's the way the song is layered so we go from like the hard beat the lyrics like the Rita's like stoic delivery yeah and then you have like the bass synth come in like midpoint th- well not the midpoint but like somewhere between the first third of the song and transitioning over to the second third yeah so the bass the bass synth comes in and the way like it you can hear it I mean, maybe not with this headset, but you can kind of get the resemblance of it is that uh, like the bass synthesizer starts panning from left to right and right to left. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, that's fucking sweet. I like I like that shit because it just makes my brain. Yeah. It, yeah. it, it makes tingles brain my brain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes my my, my uh, brain tingle. And, um, <laughs> you know, obviously when you get to the chorus, like it, it, everything starts kind of like hitting, like everything's firing on all cylinders. Yeah. I'm just like that is a better song than what they were doing. Yeah, no, Dino. definitely. You can, you can tell that they're they're They've up, they stepped up the game a little bit. Yes. With this one. So you can tell that the, yeah, the song is a better song than what that other thing was. Yeah. yeah sure. And now like with the identity thing, it, it seems that they know who they are or they are figuring out who they are, who they are in the second album. And this third one, like, I just feel like they just, they're, they are fully realized at this point. They they have achieved the galaxy brain, as one would yeah, put yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this one is uh, "Bet You Do," the new single. Man, it's just got released like a week and a half ago. Yeah. This is this is a good one, dude. I Brand mean, new. I, I hope All I'm right. not hyping it up, but this I fucking love it. Maybe you are, but I guess we'll find out. I'm yeah. gonna try to clear that off from my mind and just go in open minded and hear what happens. All right. So here we go. Bet you do. All right. That was "Bet You Do." By Pixel Grip. And man, <clears throat> I, I'm just going to say right now, they definitely got signed by somebody or they're definitely in bed with someone who's got money behind them because I don't know if you could tell with, with it over your fucking, because uh, the headphones are over your, your uh, yeah, I get your, yeah. but I don't know if you can tell specifically, but if you notice from the last two tracks, one thing that I noticed is this one, I didn't touch anything. This one was louder. All right. The which which indicates to me that the audio engineering or the whatever the engineering is was definitely of higher quality than whatever they've been using previously, because or they knew what the levels were so that like well there's somebody who knows how to do that right and, so yeah they do they, so I, I want to quickly oh, interject yeah, so they they did pick I haven't checked what like person they were working with but they yeah. did have a producer for this album and right. I, I you could tell That's, like it whoever's guiding hand was involved like it it just feel yeah it just yeah yeah yeah. and and it feels that's that's main that is mainstream right there that's gonna be fucking on something i don't know what i fucking i mean if they're technically not signed or whatever by anybody yet i would fucking love to get that as like the theme song for the youtube fucking show that would be Mm. cool as shit but there's no fucking way that's gonna be there this there's someone there is the the strings are behind something here and i don't know and i don't know enough to say if it's if it's a major label that they're working with or if it's well, some or a production co- or whatever the thing is like right they, i don't know so they're signed to field trip records which is like a record label in chicago itself where they're yeah, from okay. and they had notable artists one of them walked away to this other label called stone's throw which like everybody knows for like jay dilla and mad lib and all these other people mm-hmm. um retros mind design all those people so one of their artists pearl and the oysters used to be on field trip but pixel grip is still on there so they're still mm. like technically independent or whatever right. and they still i think they still manage themselves so they don't 
have anybody involved but yeah. they obviously got a producer because it looks like they were trying to go for something and they like right. like i said dude i mean they they were piecing it together with the second album and the third album they just know who they are at this point yeah well i am definitely down because this is clearly a single for whatever they're going to be putting out their next album yeah which, i mean it, it this is just in time because their last album came out in 2021 so this is you know this is that two, two years, year mark yeah, yeah. so this is the this is the beginnings of something so i would be definitely down when that album comes out yeah. to do like what we did with the genesis of wusu thing and do yeah. a a full just an episode where we just listen to the whole fucking album yeah and discuss you know each song or whatever yeah because that would definitely be interesting to see how this album compares to the last two because i can already tell that this song it's leagues ahead it's a ab- it's head ab- and shoulders yes. above everything they've already done like right. it's fucking crazy and the the quality of it's fucking great i i like where they're going with it i i mean it it keeps that same shit that i already liked about them with the you know with those like fucking the boom, boom, those rhythmic kind of like beats and shit and yeah. then her actually like getting the way she did the vocals on this one with getting more um not operatic is that's not the right word but it's like that ah, like that stuff yeah that was cool to to hear that i think they added like a reverb effect so it sounds like she's like in a fucking you know an not, echo chamber yeah, or some yeah, yeah. shit um but like her voice sounds more confident or there's something and she i don't know like I, she it feels like she got better at singing i don't know how well, or why like i yeah. think i don't know i think that's that's indicative of the better higher quality recording yeah. either studio or whatever whatever equipment that they use yeah something i i don't know what it is but there is no fucking way that they use the same fucking everything that they did on those last two that they did on this one because it sounds the sound is way better Mm. and so i don't know if they upgrade maybe that place just upgraded all their shit finally and all their microphones and all their fucking equipment and maybe that's going to be the explanation for it right there now it just sounds better or whoever the producer was like he had them come to their studio and, that could have been yeah and yeah. say nah guys we're going to record this here don't worry about it like and you know. just the complexity of their song like all the um you know i can't i'm not like a musician or anything but there's all these noise not no they're not noises but whatever machines they're using to create these like effects like right. there's some things that sound really distorted like white television noise there's like things that sound like steam yeah like steam releasing from something like at a cyberpunk fu- i i don't know why steam comes out of like you know like uh, uh a cyberpunk future <laughs> scenario but imagine that like there, it's in the music and there's also like liquidy and metallic type of sounds yeah. there's like the polyrhythmic um beats that are in it like it's just there's so much shit going on i'm like oh my god this is like if i have adhd this is a perfect song because it's just like it feels like your brain's getting rattled by all these fucking things that are going on oh yeah it's so good dude it is it's fucking great and i you know i'm i'm excited to hear what other what what the next album is gonna sound like now yeah so um, if if it's just more of this oh yeah i'm in that that'll be great uh i also like I don't know, man. The the Rita's writing some really spectacular lyrics. Like uh, the, I'm paraphrasing, but there's a part where it's like, "Why is it so dark?" And it's because you're standing in my shadow. Like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm the fucking bad motherfucker right. here. And then it's also like, "Oh, what about the things that you were talking about that you were gonna do? I actually did them. What about what about you? Yeah. I bet you. Yeah. yeah. Where's your podcast, you son of a bitch? You yeah. Know? So I know, when, when I when I hear that song, I'm like, oh. 
you know, they're actually getting somewhere with their music and shit. And when I listen to it, I know she's not speaking to re- directly to me, but I take yeah. it as like a challenge. I'm like, oh shit, they're 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 getting, you know, they're making headway with all the stuff that they're doing. Like, we need to step. So like, I'll listen to that song when I'm doing push-ups. I'm like, I need yeah. to do another. I, I got to pump out my sets or whatever. Or like, if we're doing the podcast, I'm like, we better fucking come in with something good or whatever. So yeah, that's what this song like inspires. That's the way it inspires me. And I, like I said, it it. it They've definitely hit a creative peak here, and if this is just one song that we are getting for like an album, I can only imagine what the other songs are going to be like. And I'm sure they're just going to be they're they're going to be just as many bangers on that thing as uh as Arena. Uh, yeah, this is this is this is good shit, dude. Yeah, it is. I'm stoked. I, I I'm shit man I, I want them to hurry up and fucking put this shit out let's go let's yeah. do it let's hear it because I, I i think this 2024 is, is probably the year because i don't i don't know yeah this, i don't uh, think it's coming out this year yeah. for sure i mean it, if they just drop this single now i mean there's only fucking what two two and a half months or three months total left in the year yeah because october november and december yeah and three it's like so it's, 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 it's not happening it's not year. happening because it's like a month and a half of maybe like promoting it and then putting out the album and it's like oh well thanksgiving's right around yeah i I don't i don't know man i just i don't see it so if anything i think i think quarter three might might be the call for next year quarter Quarter three three? yeah all right all right when did they release their other ones what time march you know march quarter two two, i think or no maybe march is uh march is still quarter one right because they released it march 22nd yeah january february march so technically yeah Yeah, q1 I'm gonna, I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call it Q1. I think they're gonna stick to fucking March. I, I think, think they're gonna stay with with that. I mean, yeah, I guess probably <laughs> they would. Maybe because if they wanted to put out an album and if they're gonna tour it, that they would want to do it. They would want to do it like right before away, summer, yeah, before summer and like during uh, festival seasons. Yeah, so if they do come out with an album, it's got to be before that. But if they release it during or maybe during that period, I mean, fuck it. Who well, yeah, Q, Q3. That's my bet. Your Q3. All right, I'm sticking with Q. I think I, I'll even go a month. I'll say March. I think they're gonna stick with March. All right. I'm I'm saying I'm just taking Q3, Q3? in general, like right. <laughs> June, June, July. Right. Uh, I'm, hot music for you know uh, during the hottest uh, period of the year. So. I think they're going to go with those months. All right. All right. That's a good. We'll, we'll stay tuned to find out who was right and who gets punched in the nuts when yeah. they fucking were wrong. Yeah. Could be so, both of us. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do have two top. Well, the uh, there's two artists that are going to be coming out with two albums next week that oh, I, yeah? I definitely like want to listen to all the way through. All right. Um, one of them is Twin Temple, the satanic doo-wop band. I don't oh, know. If yeah, you, I'm down. Yeah, so they they came out with their they're coming out with a new album called God Is Dead. But <sighs> sounds fun. Yeah. Um. So we won't be able to. I don't know how this is gonna work because uh, we might have to do it remotely. So. Uh, oh, that's right. Because yeah. uh, you're gonna be uh, somewhere else. Well, actually, no. I go home on Sunday, so we can do it on Sunday. Yeah, we'll we'll be good. Yeah, we we would. Yeah, we're good. Never mind. No, no problems. Wait, when do you actually start doing that? Next week. Next, like next what day? Sunday. Next, next Sunday. Sunday? Yeah. So you're doing it Sunday to Sunday. Yeah. Okay. <coughs> so, and that album comes out. Actually, I guess it would be set. Sun. Uh, yeah, I think it's like six or seven days. I don't know. So then the album actually comes out next week while you're, 14th, while you're out there, yeah. and then. But we can. I mean, we we can just do it that Sunday. We're just night gonna do whatever. it like we normally yeah, do. It anyways, Sundays, yeah, Sundays. So yeah, on Sunday nights we'll just, we'll just. Yeah. All right. So cool. We'll just do that. And then what's the other album? Uh, the Munya one. I. Oh, I'm still Munya. kind of salty that she. 
she made me go through all this fucking trouble of For like, nothing. of trying to interview her and her getting one extra person involved so that just for me to like not get a response from her fucking label or whatever so i'm still salty about that but i'm gonna put that aside and we're gonna listen to the album and we're gonna give an honest opinion oh shit! (laughs) damn yeah all right all right we're gonna put that aside we're gonna we're gonna no no fucking ill will yeah we're just gonna give it a real real honest is this uh, i'm not gonna hold no grudges because what's uh kind of kind of is this the one that he's he's the one that's the one he's worked on so i I have a feeling it's it's gonna gonna turn out good yeah i I think that's definitely gonna be good yeah so i can't hate i already can't hate because if that motherfucker's involved then i know the songs are gonna be decent yeah although maybe not we'll we'll see (laughs) we're gonna give a fucking opinion on it all right well you'll hear that when's that one come out same day same oh is that one yeah so twin temple and munya are coming out with the they're oh, all right. on the same so day so we're gonna have to do two fucking episodes two episodes on, in the same day yeah oh yeah all right i'm down right. that'll be good to go yeah this is this is a pretty fun episode shitting on a live nation I mean, yeah we'll probably never be welcome to their shit anyways uh, but, that's that's cool hey dude yeah. i wasn't i wasn't gonna fucking go to that i mean i really wanted to go see pixel grip but i'm not fucking going to the echo they can suck my ass <laughs> yeah fuck them and uh yeah yeah you're right they're, they're they would never fucking we're never gonna be on their radar so who yeah. gives a shit <laughs> we can talk all the Shit we want. The, the only way the only way that they will fuck with us is if we're doing so well that uh they, they wanna, invite they invite us to their shit because we're we're somewhat of a draw to them yeah yeah they want they want to try to fucking bring us into this fold they're like oh you guys are doing well for yourselves how can we make money yeah. off of you how can we turn that into doing well for us yeah because that's what we want yeah all right. oh man all right cool well anyways all right stay tuned for uh the next the next week's episode i guess which will be oh wait a minute so we're gonna make it two episodes because i don't think all right i don't don't want people to sit here for like four hours trying to right right no no yeah that's bad so i think because next okay so next sunday you're gone you're gonna be there yeah okay so we we won't record anything next week then oh we could do it remotely i guess but yeah we could do just a whatever episode remotely see how that works maybe it'll fucking be terrible and we won't air it but i don't know we'll find out yeah we'll see so stay tuned so if you don't if you don't have an episode from us at the beginning of next week then you will be getting two the week after yeah so just you know just fuck off all right just just yeah. relax we're gonna try it and see what happens because yeah. we, we haven't done a remote episode yet where we're not in the same room so this might be terrible but i'm hoping it turns out good because this is the test run for the interviews interviews and shit yeah because right. if the, if this works then we know all right, i already think it's gonna work but if it does work fully for a whole episode oh yeah we're on we're gonna fight interviews are fucking happening so well yes. i mean if we can get people to fucking want to do it but anyways yes uh yeah so all right cool well uh thanks for fucking listening uh to this episode and we hope you guys enjoyed it um if you didn't well that's too bad because uh fucking we had a good time so yeah well uh, also the social media plugs and oh yeah that's right fuck man uh the um what are they it's it's the it's the cheap pops and the and the fucking uh cheap plugs of yes go to at game rage magazine instagram and tiktok follow us there also at game rage mag on the twitter or the x and uh go to our website obviously at uh, gameragemagazine.com and if you're one of our Belgian listeners, uh, you know, hey, thanks again. Uh, maybe we'll be uh, fucking showing up somewhere uh, near you. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, anyways, all right, cool. Well, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. See ya. That was the Game Rage Music Show. Thanks for listening.